0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Pero, Pero Let Me Tell, me tell you. you. Dale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number five. Oh. 15 of, pero let me tell you, we yes. are, this is our quinceañera episode. Yes, we're all, we're sitting here vestido de tul. We've got ourselves a, a nice little tiara oh. going. It's, it, it, estamos bien cookies. And because it's our says we are super excited over our very, very special guest super today. Super special. Like, Beyond excited that I'm sitting where I'm sitting right now. Like, de verdad. Estamos, like, super happy. Uh, today, we have with us the Burger Beast. That's right. Seth Gonzalez, Burger Beast. I'm sure you guys all follow him online on Instagram, on on Twitter, on Facebook. You've got your blog. You've got countless events. I mean, it's 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 crazy. So, okay. Burger Beast, welcome to Peru, let me tell you. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. I have a question for you. Sure. Quantas abuelitas Listen to this. Um, outside of his and mine, <laughs> I don't know if si la huelita our demographic, but we definitely talk about la huelita. Yeah, I, I, that's
1: the demographic I'm going after. abuelitas
0: now. Oh. Well, no, you, 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 you may be the turn. So, um, for those of you who follow Burger Beast, he is. Awesome. um Not only is he very knowledgeable on burgers, but he's also very knowledgeable about hi- the history of, you know, not fast food and and how it got to be where we are now. Yeah, and so he's so knowledgeable about it that he's actually opened up a museum, which we're sitting in right now. Yes, we Burger are. Museum. We are broadcasting live, well, well kind of live, from live, the Burger Beast Museum, and we're super excited about it. And you know, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth further in the podcast. But Burger Beast, if you will. Take the reins and tell us a little bit about you and how all this started and your fascination for the burger.
1: Well, you know, I'm a
0: Westchester guy. I think uh,
1: we've discussed this. Yeah, that's off, right. Off, off the air. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you'll know that I talk about Westchester. Uh, even when the first time I came out on national TV, I asked if I could do a shout out to Westchester, which I refer to as beautiful Westchester. Uh, that can be found on the Travel Channel. And, um, Look it up, everyone.
0: <laughs> what, what area yeah. Westchester are you from? What well, what area? Yeah, o sea, I yeah. I'm, clo- I'm, I'm
1: actually closer to Frankie's. uh On okay. uh, no, 32 and 92. And my okay. parents live. I'm not going Just. Okay. i King. Okay. Oh,
0: play World on Broadway <laughs> <87. laughs> turn that smile upside down anyway anyway so tell us how how all this started i was absolutely miserable at my retail job
1: i was uh, doing that uh, retail for quite a bit and i got home one day very frustrated i always would say if i did a lifetime movie i'd be sitting on the edge of my bed like on the verge of tears and my wife came to console me in this and- lifetime movie <laughs> are you played by <laughs> meredith baxter <laughs> And I think I would probably be played by uh, Jay-Z. And, okay. Uh, okay. I see We're going, it. We're going see against Pipecast. I see you know? it. Okay. <laughs> Colorblind casting. I, I like it. And uh, maybe Will Smith. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't have those ears. You don't got the ears. Yeah. And uh, no, so, so <laughs> honestly, there. Uh, <laughs> I was very frustrated. And my wife suggested, oh, you know, I'm looking for an outlet for me something to do. She's like, I think you should start a blog. And I said, oh, that's a cool idea. And I, and I kind of thought about it for a few days. And I was like, well, what am I really going to call it? I wanted to kind of, because I love Pulp Fiction, I was like, oh, let's call it Now That's a Tasty Burger. Which is really, non, uh, thinking back, a horrible, absolutely horrible name. <laughs> I would have been absolutely stupid. And um, she suggested I call it the Burger Beast. And uh, that's actually how I kind of started. And I had the name February of 2008. We just sat on it for a while. And then in September, we were eating at uh, Eastside Pizzeria where I've been eating for, for forever since I was a kid. It used to be called Florence, by the way, if we're going to get technical here. <laughs> this guy has so much knowledge about restaurants here in South Florida. It's insane. And so we're, we're there eating, and I see that they have like a, a like a price first, and it says, you know, try our new burger. And I asked them, hey, what's the deal with the burger? And they're like, oh, we do fresh ground beef ham patty. We actually make the rolls in-house, so we bake the bread." And I was like, that's kind of how this place, a pizza place, would so take the time to make a fresh burger, yeah. make bread for it. I in, I thought it was good enough. I busted out my Motorola Razor. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. I took a couple of snapshots, which, horrible. Like half <laughs> a the, pixel? <laughs> you really want to, if you Google um, Burger Beast, I think if you do Burger Beast five-year and New Times, they actually have the pictures. I've since taken them down from the blog, so the only place you can find them is on the New Times site. Um, you can see just how horrible, I wouldn't even say one-dimensional. They're hor- I mean, it's the color, it's just that.
0: Yeah, but at, the time, at the time? At the time, time what happened is when I started edge.
1: going, you know, I think people are now so accustomed to taking out their cameras when that that, that was not the way it was. It was kind of At like, I, number one, cameras weren't good enough to, uh, from your phone to do that. So I used to carry a mini digital camera in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people get, they kick you out of restaurants until you, you couldn't do that. People don't believe it. I got kicked out of the Burger King right near here by the corporate headquarters. because When they remodeled, I was taking pictures inside. And they were, like, kicking me out as I was taking pictures of the place, like, on the way out. That'd be unheard of today. Yeah, because I, I think people didn't understand what was going on. Even if we go back to uh, when the food truck thing started here in 2009, 2010, I remember going to Lion Grill when they were parked where uh, Three shots of Chicken is now. And that was a, a closed-down business, and they would park their truck there. Yeah. And I'm taking pictures of food, and, he, and later on, Michelle, the owner, told me that his mom was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like she was sure I was trying to steal like like the I don't know how to see recipe. I was trying to steal the soul of the truck or something, but I was taking pictures of all the food and everything, obviously, to write about it. Right. She was under the illusion I'm here trying to steal all their ideas, you know. And
0: yeah. when the blog started, was it burger specific or were you just putting all types of food?
1: It was originally all burger specific, but what I learned back then is that now they're... You know, around 2000, late 2009, early 2000, there was like a burger explosion that happened. Mm-hmm. And every place started, you know, the five guys started showing up here. And that kind of changed the game. The truth is when five guys opened here, that's when things started changing. Prior to that, it was very difficult for me to find. Other than mainstays that you knew were great, that you went to kick south, you know, you expected to have a great burger there. There were places you could go and then you knew had a great burger. It was very difficult for me to find places with great burgers. Mm-hmm. So I would find a lot of mediocrity. In, in South fiber, Florida. In South Florida. Which led me to, I was like, well, let me write about fritas. No one's really actively covering the frita scene (laughs) in Miami. (laughs) you
2: know.
1: And I started writing about fritas. And then I realized people loved it. Then I started writing about croquetas. And then, you know, pretty much empanadas. And pretty much anything. My my wife's Nicaraguan. So I started writing about fritangas. Mm -hmm. And no one was really writing about anything like that. I was the only one writing about it. And there were other bloggers. But they were covering more fine dining. And I was the only one doing this kind right. of angle and because i was based out of westchester i got the fan base out of hialeah and kendall and little havana yeah. and homestead and all these people just so that's where my fan base it still is to this day yeah. is majority of those people because they know you will find me in these restaurants you know what i mean like you can follow a bunch of other people and they're eating at all these places on the beach or whatever. But you will find me. You will find me at Palomia Grill. You will find me at Imago. And I run into people all the time. You know, they, I think they think like I'm a ghost or something. I'm like, no. I'm <laughs> a, I want to to a place at our Betters, You'll find me. You know, Frankie's Pizza, yeah. Pizza Factory, all those places. You, you know, all the places you see me. Trust me, I am legitimately there. I hang out
0: there. Um, but I think that's one one of the things that people love is that you're not going to the the, the, the trendy, right, you know, South Beach places. You're going to the places that like the people who live here know Go about to. it or, or, or are expecting you to tell them about it. Not like where los turistas hung, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, we just, we do a couple of um, events throughout the year. I, I know that uh, uh, we do hamburger house party, which just happened. We do croqueta palooza, of course, a giant event about croquetas and a hamburger house party, ironically enough. Sometimes I say stuff that my wife will tell me really like, why'd you say that? And on stage <laughs> I got up there and I'm like, who's from Westchester? And then I went and I was like, who's from Kendall? It was from Flagami, Little van. I got everyone to whatever. And uh, yeah, well, oh, this is Miami. And uh, our museum is located. And then I, I said, uh, "Fuck South Beach." And then, my, after I hear my, word, I can't believe you said that. I <laughs> said, "Why did you say that?" I'm like, "I don't know. It just, it just
0: happened." I mean, <laughs> so Burger Beast. I, I'm, 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 really curious because I think that everybody out there listening, you know, and and knows that you're the Burger Beast, probably thinks this. What makes a good burger for you? What What are your, the key elements of that great burger? Of- I was so sure you
1: were going to ask me how many times I go to the bathroom a
0: day. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that was my follow-up. But I feel like once we find out how many burgers you've eaten, that answer, that'll answer itself, that question. How often do I call my plumber? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I <laughs> oatmeal. <That's laughs> well, yes. <off topic. laughs> and that is the TMI section of Pero Let Me Talk.
1: Yes, thank you. What I've learned initially, what I loved when I started the blog and where I'm at now with what I like is two totally different things. When I first started, I was like, I want a giant like slab of beef with yeah. bacon and a bunch of like, like, like I really love the barbecue burgers with so the barbecue sauce and the bacon and, yeah. and all that stuff. And that stuff doesn't do it for me anymore. I actually yeah. love simple burgers cooked perfectly, pickle, mustard onion. What I've learned from a lot of the road trips I've done all across the, the States when you go to the old school burger joints that have been around since the 20s or 30s that that's what the burgers are so you see a combination of onions pickles and mustard so it's like a classic burger right and cheese fantastic. sometimes because cheese really didn't come into play till the late 40s 50s um wow. you know prior to that it was just that combination when you go to these places you're like, it's simplicity and when the beef is really great and, and a lot of these places that are in little towns that they get the, the beef from a cow down the street yeah you know a farm down the street and they get the cheese, you know, from right there, and they get the bread locally
0: made. You try these burgers, and you're like, "This is unbelievable." What are some of the places around the country that have really like knocked your socks off?
1: The one I always talk about, and I, and I got to give a shout out to uh, George Motes from Hamburger America. He's the one who turned me on to this place. It's in Amory, Mississippi, a uh, little tiny town. Uh, to kind of tell you how different it is from uh, from Miami, there is one stoplight in the entire okay. city. Um, you can park. Parallel park wherever you want, and they don't charge you. Uh, There's no parking. I mean, you can park in the downtown area. You know, um, everyone's super friendly. Um, We when I I've been there twice. I went with my friends, and I went the following year with my wife. Um, This gentleman who was in there, an older gentleman, and he actually was telling me that he he uh, was so uh, they used to live in Miami, and that it was so cool that you know for us to be there. And he said, "Don't forget about us when we left." And I thought it was so cool, like really authentic nice people just beef, salt okay. to the earth americana and you know the burgers there well later on i found out that the burgers are slug burgers which we're gonna we can get into that in a second what that means cause okay because we, gotta, we gotta
0: unpack that <laughs> like, yeah what's
1: a slug burger so generally you you want an all beef burger right like that's like the thing but oh, back during during the, the time of wars like world war one or two uh it was difficult to get beef so they had to spread you know to, to get the, the what they had the rations they had um, what do you do with beef? You would add breadcrumbs, add seasoning, you add stuff to okay. to, to be able to, to to expand it a little more. And so what ends up happening is these burgers were not only beef, they were breadcrumbs, soy, mm. that sort of thing. So they're called slug, not because they're slugs. And okay, because that's was my say, first, yeah. That was my first inclination when they told me a slug burger. They're called slugs because back then slugs
0: were five cents. Mm. So a burger was five cents. It's a slug. So it's a slug burger. Okay. But isn't that what McDonald's does with some other patties? I mean, I've heard it's like they put soy and tofu, and it's not all. Um, it's not all beef, or I, rice I believe for a while. it's actually all beef. Now, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I don't okay. know. If now I, I just. Uh, I I've never I I generally don't believe most of that nonsense that I see online especially uh, I know it's people trying to
0: now that you mentioned McDonald's Mm -hmm. as we sit here in the Burger Museum and a few feet away from me Mm -hmm. there is an original Ray Kroc um, uh, milkshake machine uh, uh, authentic Mm -hmm. it's really like. If you are interested in the history of hamburger, it's really quite a big deal to know that this is something Ray Kroc sold. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, fast food burgers, because, you know, that's obviously I feel most people's initial exposure to burgers. Um, What are your thoughts on it? And how would you rank the national, like the the big guys, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's? How would you rank them in terms of what, you know, a decent burger, if possible? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know if possible yeah
1: and so so the truth of the matter is and, that, and just so you know that that's actually called a prince castle multi-mixer prince castle was that was the company oh okay, okay. Yeah. and then it's called a multi-mixer that one's actually a five spindle cool. which is and if you saw like you said the founder mm-hmm. that's the yeah. one that he's hawking
0: throughout the film that's <laughs> a great movie yeah. and then mm-hmm. listeners what he just explained is legitimately just a fraction of just the history that we're sitting amongst here and every single piece he has not just a story behind how he came across it but just what it is where it came from the the history i mean it's to say it's fascinating seriously i mean i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're here is it's great and that felt good well (laughs) i bought a vape pen (laughs) so yeah the the national like big big carrier the big chains so i'll tell you what
1: my findings are growing up i was a burger king kid Burger King, you know, was really based out of Miami. It was all over the place. Wendy's didn't really get to Miami till the late seventies, and McDonald's didn't get to Miami till the, the early sixties. In no. case uh, you didn't know. Wow! No, I know. Nope. <laughs> we learned something new. Yeah, didn't know. Um, that. They all, you know, Wendy's has always been fresh beef. Uh, in the in the seventies, McDonald's and Burger King switched to frozen. Um, probably early seventies. I don't think it was late seventies. Mm. Around the same time, drive-through started coming out. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. I thought drive-thrus always existed. Yeah. And when they tell me, no, drive-thrus really started just going nationwide in 75, 76. Really? So, yeah. So, it's it's not, yeah. At this point, that's 40 years ago. But, I mean, that seems like the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's it's kind of crazy. I thought it was just always around. Yeah, like once. And um, so, I grew up loving the Burger King, the double bacon cheeseburger. Oh, that yes. That was, like,
0: to me... It, it's a smoky kind of flavor because it's. I
1: no longer care for Burger King. Um, I tried. Um, I try I'm not going to lie to you because I go through drive-throughs like uh, I kind of look like a, uh, like maybe like a stalker maybe because I drive through the drive-through, look at what's going on. If there's a new menu item, I go through and I order it just because I want to try what the new thing is. If not, I keep going for Burger King. I used to love that chicken sandwich. Oh my God, that is that, like- that chicken sandwich is like I think a fourth of the size it used to be. Oh, but it's uh, so
0: good—the original, the long one. Oh my God, it's so good with like the be mayo.
1: I think it's like an oval thing now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, what we find, what I find now, that the only sandwich that I really like at Burger King is that Bacon King. And but the thing is, I don't like Burger King's bacon, so I order Bacon King. I just don't eat the bacon because <laughs> it's the only one that I find that the cheese is actually melted. The burger okay. is actually warm. Okay. Every other time I get to something there, the cheese is never melted. The patties, like room t- You're like, what is Where Where's this mm-hmm. thing been sitting? And I know that a lot of the places pre cook the burgers. And unless you go through during, during lunchtime, you're really not going to get a really hot patty. True. Um, so if you try going, let me go at three in the morning, those patties probably been sitting there for a little bit. But
0: at three in the morning, in all fairness, you're
1: not <laughs> thinking about
0: freshness. <laughs> you probably tienes tremenda resaca. Yeah. You know? And so
1: I, you know, and so going to when I was a teenager, I think an early teenager, I would say McDonald's was my thing. Okay. And I love the quarter pounder. Oh, that's when I thought I was a big boy because I'm eating raw onions now. I'm like, mm. oh, mom, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're almost aware. <laughs> and so um, I started eating the, the quarter pounder. Never been a Big Mac guy. I don't mm. like lettuce, much less shredded lettuce. Find yeah. it revolting. Me neither. I, I think I don't like it. People like so, get, so why don't you get the Big Mac without the lettuce? I'm like, because that's like a bread sandwich. I mean, there's like. <laughs> 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 so this is the tip that I was just telling the guys before we, we started recording was. McDonald's just recently switched their quarter pounders to fresh beef. So if you go and get a double quarter pounder with cheese, just tell them you don't want ketchup or mustard, but you want Big Mac sauce
0: instead. And that is so, Mm. so good. So you have your own fresh quarter pounder. I was going to say, can we just officially call that the Burger Beast special? (laughs) Oh, I like that. All (laughs) right. We're we're unofficial and and officially.
1: And so McDonald's just, you know, also the most important fact isn't that they're using fresh beef, but they're not holding the food, which means... When you order your quarter pounder, they actually make the burger, so it's not sitting there. Because even though Wendy's does cook to order, uh, used to cook to order, Mm -hmm. on some instances, you're going to get patties that have been sitting around and haven't been cooked. But what I have found in Wendy's, which is another thing I tell people, is you get the double stacks. It seems that the double stacks are very thin, so they can't really be held. Mm -hmm. So you usually get, when you order a double stack, which reminds you of the older uh, Wendy's burgers. Um, those are always hot and like like freshly made.
0: It's funny you say that because I've always noticed that in McDonald's they pull the patties out of like a tray. Right. So that's when you mean the holding. holding tray, yeah. So that's been cooked for you know whatever amount of time. I think I
1: think the the limit's about two hours. I think that it
0: can be sitting in there. Uh, still, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. But you know, marinating its own juices. Um, Have yeah. you Burger Beast had um, Culvers? Yes. The butter burger. Yes. Okay,
1: that's not a real butter burger though.
0: Okay, but what are your thoughts on Culver's? <laughs> Culver's is very good. Because I love Culver's. Like, uh, I, I went to school in the Midwest, and um, I, it, Culver's is very popular there. And I, I had a lot of Culver's and Butter Burgers and Frozen Custard. And now I know they're in the West Coast of Florida and like Naples or yeah, or Yeah,
1: they're in Naples um, for Myers. Uh, I think when I was in Tampa, there were some, I think, or I'm not sure if Orlando has them yet, but I know Culver's is actually opening, if it hasn't, in Palm Beach. Oh, oh. Nice. that's close. And then another one that I like, if you like stylistically, that kind of style burger, which is kind of like Steak and Shake, yeah. uh, is uh, Freddy's Steak Burgers, which is... Never heard of them. Oh, my God. Are, are they in South Florida or... They, they're not in South Florida, of course. Ah, damn it. Where are they located? <laughs> the the most recent, uh, closest one I've been at is in Orlando, and I've been I've at the one in, in Tampa.
0: Okay, so there's something, since you're the Burger piece that I want to ask you. And since, you know, our podcast reaches... What Trinidad, Australia, Cambodia, Cambodia, like we're not (laughs) joking, but we're definitely, we're definitely coastal here in the U S in and out. What are your thoughts on in and out? Because everybody, you know, everybody when they go to California have In-N-Out. The first time, it's like they orgasm. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like, oh my god, I'm having In-N-Out burger. I've been one of those people. <laughs> but that's also why most tourists aren't allowed <laughs> to to In-N-Out. The
1: burger. first
0: thing I do when I get, to, you know, whenever I go to California is I go to In-N-Out. Yeah. But likewise, I,
1: I love In-N-Out. I remember my one of my first experiences In-N-Out is I was going through my grand, my my aunt had to go to work, she loaned me her car, and I'm driving. And they're like, are you going to eat this in your, I don't remember exactly how they phrased it, but they asked me if I was eating in the car and I found that like a very odd question. I'm probably like, what the hell do they care what I'm doing? Then <laughs> I realized it was, it mattered, it mattered how they were going to serve me the burger. Yeah. So if I was eating in the car, it's wrapped so I could eat it right out of the bag as opposed to it just being wrapped up. I'm going to eat it when I, when okay. I, when I got home, I remember that's pretty cool. I, I liked it cause it's made to order, you know, fresh cut fries, fresh beef, uh, but you know, every, everything's fresh, you know, um, I, I I I can appreciate the work that goes in, into mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's I, very and simple, as you say. It's yeah. it's not a complicated. It's, it's not a very not a complicated thing. Most people are like, oh, I can't wait for In and Out to make it a million. I go, look. The truth, truth be told, In In and Out opened in the '50s. Um, they've only made it as far as Northern Texas. Take do the mathematics. How long is it going to take to Florida? Maybe another
0: fifty years. We'll all be dead. That's how they get here. Um, <laughs> We're old enough that we shouldn't be eating burgers. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I know, but by that time, I'm old enough. I don't yeah, care. You should be eating I'm going to eat that. Like, <laughs> you know, because,
1: you know, one of the things that people, you know, wanted to compare In-N-Out is, like, they have that cult status. Then sure. Shake Shack opened, and they had the newer cult status. And yeah. then people were like, when is there going to be the first city where you can eat both? And then that was, I believe it
0: was Las Vegas was the oh. first city that had both at one time. Okay, rank the two, In-N-Out and Shake Shack. Shake Shack beats them for sure. Oh, man, I'm just going to fist pump you right there. I love Shake Shack. It's like I'm obsessed with Shake Shack. God. Oh, okay. Go Burger Beast. Tell us about Shake Shack. You're the expert. I I, I love Shake Shack. You know, they're
1: also doing, uh, you know, they're probably, uh, if you go back historically and want to talk about chains, when White Castle came out in 1921, they were copied by thousands of restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, be it Crystal. I'm sure you're familiar with Crystal. Yeah. Down here in Miami, it was Royal Castle was a copycat. There's a little tavern, and the places QP, all these places that copied them, and innumerable. And then when that kind of died down, when McDonald's, then everyone was copying McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hardee's, Burger King, these were all variations of what McDonald's was doing. Right. And that kind of went away. No one was copying what anyone was doing for years until Shake Shack. And when Shake Shack showed up, all of a sudden. There's all these people emulating them. I mean, well, yeah. uh, I mean that you know. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm a South Florida guy, and but you know, BurgerFi is a copycat of Shake Shack. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, think they're color. colors. It's
0: it has the logo similar too.
1: Colors. I know for a fact people who worked for Shake Shack, who were left Shake Shack to work for BurgerFi when it was going to open. Not that, that's not me inventing. I, I know. I get right. It, right. And so it's very similar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love Shake Shack's burger. Now BurgerFi. Even though I think they have an inferior burger, while still good, Shake Shack, I mean, I think Burger Fries fries are, are ridiculous.
0: Oh, yes. With a Parmesan and like the, yes.
1: And then their hot dog, also really I great. I haven't even had their hot dog.
0: Is Burger only in Miami?
1: No, no, no. It's yeah. all over the United States. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and Burger Fry is great. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with saying, hey, you're, you're inspiration. You copy these people. I'm just saying you're like, hey, I like this concept so much. I want, I want to copy them. You know what I mean? And then you eventually
0: evolve and become something else or you become uh, something different. Listen, and I work in advertising and one of the things that I've heard several times is steal with pride, Mm. which is to say just own up to it. It's like you said. I like that concept. I'm going to take it. I'm going to change these two things about it and then turn it into my own brand. But, yeah. Okay, Burger Beast. We've heard about the best. But, like, in uh, what is it in the Oscars and the bad – best worst dress list everybody wants to know who's like the worst okay burger beast what do we really want him to say who's the worst burger he's ever had yeah he's this man has traveled around the world (laughs) eating um, around the country at least eating burgers yeah i want to know what he thinks is not good all right fast
1: food i think the worst one i've ever had and it pains me to say this because i'm a big fan of blizzards is dairy queen i really yeah and as much as i want to love Sonic, man. Sonic Burgers just don't do it for me, either. <laughs> you know. And and I know people who love them. And you know what the thing the thing is that's the, the really cool thing about what I do. I write about these things and I say like I don't care for this. I don't like it. And I could be sitting with you, and you are absolutely in love, and I am absolutely in disgust of something. It's just the way it is because your yeah. palates are different. What it's you're sweet. into is different. What you grew up eating is different. And it, it's funny because you know. And what I love is when people get you know angry, like I can't believe you didn't put that burger on your top list. Or I can't believe you did like it. I'm like, do people really take it personally? Notice, notice. this is very interesting. On my Instagram, I put, oh my God, I had a great empanada at this place. And they're like, those empanadas aren't better than this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but who asked you that? I'm talking about this empanada, how good it is. And it's,
0: like, the, uh, it's the vile world <laughs> of social media. So if I can switch gears for a moment, because I know we're talking about burgers, but you also host perhaps one of my favorite events in South Florida, which is Croquetapalooza. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and what it sounds like is heaven. It is an entire event dedicated to the magical Food that is the well, to our listeners who aren't of Hispanic background, um, we've talked about croquetas in our podcast a before. Lot. Croquetas <laughs> in Latin culture is is you know it's a croquette. It's, Even in Spain, it's it's heaven pretty much. And there's d- lots of very varieties of them, but the most popular one is generally ham. And obviously, here in South Florida, being a, a predominantly um, Hispanic or Latin based community. Croquetas are a big, big deal. And this man here, the Burger Beast, inside of being the Burger Beast, he also, as Ish said, hosts Croqueta Palooza. So tell us a little bit about this, you know, big um, Palooza. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so how we
1: got to Croqueta Palooza was actually we initially did a smaller event. We no one taught us how to do events. It was kind of we, atten- we attended events. We took notes on what my my wife and I took notes on what we liked and what didn't like. Listen, nobody taught us how to do a podcast, <laughs> so
0: and here we are. <laughs> so well, episode fifteen, I mean, uh, <laughs> looking so exactly. Are we grading you guys? Oh no! Let me really... get back to what we were talking about. And hey, I, <laughs> it's all good. You bad, know, it's all. It's bad uh, beast. It's all uh, love. <laughs> <It's all>,
1: uh, <laughs> so you know, we did Fr- Frida's showdown, and um, I kind of dedicated Frida showdown to my grandpa the memory of my grandparents. That's nice. Um, right. It was pretty much everything I grew up. I grew up. You know, with my maternal my grandparents, just like at Pase USA, uh, I grew up with my, my grandparents. They were my mom's parents, my my dad, my mom, and my sister. Um, I was the older brother. Just the exact well, same. Well,
0: you were at Posse, exact, USA. Exactly yeah, exactly the exact same thing. So, so, so I grew up,
1: my 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 my, uh, my favorite memories is like waking up and smelling the Cuban coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a matter of fact, I actually had it made for a glass case here, and we didn't have the space to put it. But all the equipment my grandfather used to make all the Cuban coffee from, oh. I actually have it framed in another thing because it used to do with the old school way where he would strain it by hand and then and what? in the mornings. Yeah. I'll send you guys a picture so you can see it. So it's super, it's, super cool. Oh Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm sure our listeners would love to see it too. Yeah.
1: And, um, it's actually at my parents' house right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's such a big piece that I did a story for edible South Florida. And I talked about Cuban, col- Cuban coffee culture in Miami. And I talked about my grandparents in it. And that, and so Frita Showdown was dedicated to kind of the memory. So anything that reminded me of uh, Frita Cubana, which was what the main thing. We had and five how restaurants. can you explain
0: what a Frita Cubana is?
1: Right. Frita, fritas were a street food in Cuba in the late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were our, our version of a burger. They, they, a lot of people put pork in them. Some people put chorizo. Uh, some people just do ground beef. Seasoning, season some be Emulate like if it was chorizo. And okay. then they have uh, julian potatoes, which are like crispy little hash browns. Uh, on a, a roll with onions, some people catch up, some don't. Those variations <laughs> all exist. We can get into that another day. <laughs> that's, that's part two. And uh, and and the other uh, thing about that is cheese. You know, you know, some people hate cheese. I don't uh, get people who hate cheese. You well, they're like uh, the old school Cubans are like, you put cheese, that's a problem. I've seen yeah. it happen. At, when there was a Cuban guy and some guy, some older guy got mad because the, the poor cashier asked him, con queso is sin queso. Como que sin con queso. <laughs> <laughs> guy, How like, dare you? The School guy him. lost. The guy lost his, his his shit. I mean, it was it was. I couldn't believe it. I, I had heard that that it would happen. I just had never seen it. So we did free to showdown. It was a very small event, maybe 150, 175 people. Just as a tester, um, we had Patelitos there. We had butelo just pretty much all the okay. stuff I grew up with. And then with the test being that the the idea was we we're going to do croqueta the next event, okay. um, and crogetta palooza's name was not coined by me that phrase was coined by a friend of mine uh, my friend christina who has a a, a, a blog called la cocina Cristina. um she's uh if you're familiar with nizza villapol which was
0: very well known she was like the julia child of cuba right right, right. i believe she was the f- a pioneers in like uh, tv cooking shows yeah
1: yeah and so nizza villapol as a cook my friend was trying to do every single recipe and remake every recipe she was using her grandmother's cookbook from cuba wow. and and so what happened is when she did the croqueta she got to the croqueta recipe and she was doing it on her website she invited me to be there and she referred to it as a croqueta palooza and i nah. told her one day i will use that as for an event because <laughs> that is such a great name and to this day i mean
0: i can't top that name that name is on top yeah, of it. it's yeah. So perfect. They, I mean, it encapsulates everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so Croqueta Palooza, you know, the first year we did it um, was croquetas. And um, and, and I'm, I'm going to mention this because uh, the owner of Pincho Factory, uh, Nadal and I are good friends. And we usually run ideas by each other. And, and I told him I have this idea to do an event about croquetas. He's like, I don't think anyone's going to go to that. <laughs> what? <laughs> by the way, oh. just to let you know, the guy who said that. Had a, one burger batch with a croqueta sa- uh, sandwich, pretty much. So, uh, just so you know. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> and, um, he saw the light. <laughs> and so, uh, there you go. There you have it at all. And by the way, when you're at pichot factory, make sure you order hot dogs. because so they're trying to take it off the menu. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Actually, I have had their hot dogs. <laughs>
0: I've got so much insider information after this Yo. episode. It's like, I got to go just
1: eat. I, I, I have a, a public battle with Pincho Factory over that because they I always think they're going to take the hot dogs off. So then I start trying to like, get a groundswell of support to get people to make sure it stays on
0: the menu. <laughs> so you heard it here. If you're local here in Miami, you go to yep. Pincho Factory, order the hot dog. Yep. yep. Very important. Very important. <laughs> it's new goal. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you with the burgers. I, I, I guess this would be local. Which place has the best croqueta? okay so that's a difficult question and and even the burger
1: one uh I, by the way i never had which had the best burger we that, by the way, I don't know if that's you true that. he kind of he danced around yeah. that one the truth is it's kind of like i, I kind of refer to it as like having kids right and some days you wake up and you're like this is my favorite mm-hmm. and some days like some days, you're like man i want like a thick char grilled burger with melted cheese true. nothing else and then some days you're like i want like the shake shack the two little thin patties with the special yeah. sauce and yeah. you know the the squishy little Martin's rolls on it, and it depends which ones do I love, Like right now, I love Ariette. You know, I just put out um, on the Miami Herald the top my third top thirty one burgers. Ariette in, in the Grove, love love that burger. Is
0: it called Ariette? Yeah, never heard of know. Ariette, however you want to. And what restaurant? What what places in it? That's uh, no, that's it's, right, other... it's, in,
1: it's in the Grove. It's right near Taurus.
0: Okay, near Taurus I know where that's at. Yeah.
1: So and he, by the way, has fritas on the menu and he does sorbetas and it's a great spot. But
0: but but that's your favorite burger, yeah. Currently, your favorite burger, yes. Yeah. Okay, but is that the best burger you've ever had? No,
1: I I will say that that slug burger that I had in every Mississippi <laughs> was the best burger. And I'll be honest, I had no idea it was a slug burger until a couple of months ago. Because I this whole time I like this is the best burger. I'm like, I've been telling people a burger with filler is the best burger. I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to be
0: honest, man, I, I can't lie about it. That's just what it is. You know what burger kind of blew my socks off? I mean, maybe you think it's good. Maybe you think it's bad. And it came out of nowhere is um, a, oh, it's that new, that, that Venezuelan, uh, uh, Bocas, Bocas grilled the Caesar Burger. Let me show you something. Have you had that? <laughs> I thought it was very delicious. Okay, guys. Listen, this, he's, this, pull, he's pulling up this, something this, on this, his this phone. Is,
1: this is what we're going to embarrass someone. This is from today.
0: Okay. He was just there. You that's were just, just there. <laughs> and that's this literally is the first what time he had today. No, no, I've had it before. Okay. okay. But that, that's what he had today. So.
1: Wait, I think someone doesn't follow me on Instagram. I'm just saying that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't followed you before today. I haven't looked at today. <laughs> so Boy, what did you, you think of it? I was going to
1: take him out to lunch, and that's
0: how he treats the you. Do no, I No. Cada tipo. I'm so sorry, though. I feel guilty. <laughs> I haven't looked at today. <laughs> I thought that burger was pretty good.
1: That burger is great and it breaks a couple of rules that I don't like, which I didn't mention there.
0: I absolutely hate you handing me a burger cut in half. Well, but it's got lettuce, more. doesn't it? It which does, you it don't like really lettuce. It
1: actually has a chimichurri, and it has a guai and it has uh, look okay. the funny thing about it is there's a lot of stuff going on that I do not like in burgers, but yet it is so so good. Which I said, I hate that it cuts the cut in half. I hate that it has a bunch of green stuff, and yet I love it. <laughs> There's no explanation why I do. And the fact that they cut it in half and then grill it on the halves, which is how it gets to char marks, true, is so different too, you know? And by the way, it's not even ground burger. It's ground steak. Yeah. They actually hand uh, chop up the steak and then put it together and to make a patty. You haven't added
0: it? No. I've okay. only been to focus once for the milkshake. It, it's good. It's good. Wait, if they we were croqueta. We didn't. We didn't.
1: So going back to that, isa canarias for a lot. So, okay, probably until... Maybe 10 years ago, Sergio's. Without a yeah. doubt,
0: Sergio's. Oh, this this guy here, uh, he should a stock Sergio's. In, in Sergio's. And the,
1: and the chorizo croqueta, the Sergio's, I think, are probably better than the ham ones. Everything is, everything yeah. is good. I the pan con tortilla, that's the best
0: in town, I think. <laughs> Sergio's pan con tortilla. Pan con croqueta. I have that every time I go it's without fail. And um, they have a great, well, mini fritas. I don't know if you've ever had them. I haven't had those. The little sliders. Yeah
1: yeah they're they have a bigger frita which is not as good for some reason i don't know why <laughs> the middle the smaller one it is um, here's a fast fact for you i opened sergio's instagram account <laughs> <laughs> really at the, at the first Frida showdown i asked him how come you guys don't have an instagram and uh, carlos is like oh i don't know i go give me your phone and i opened the account right there and i gave it to him <laughs>
0: <laughs> they said because there's Sergio's Surgis, and there's Sergio's yeah. Grill. Yeah, they just Surgis opened up. Uh, and then Sergio's restaurant. Yeah, they just opened up their new like fusion type thing. It's it's Cuban food but with a twist, I guess. So Isla like Canaria is, I mean, and so Isla. So long time, but
1: I'll be honest. As much as I love Isla, Isla is also a little bit of a drive for me. Right, um yeah. So, I love pine crisp bakery Oh yes, um, yes. Those croquettes yes.
2: are
1: good. Yes, sir. and and the first time I had them. He used to own a bakery in Little Havana called Mm Pastemanía, which I used to go there. I found out about that bakery when uh, the food truck thing started. David Garcia, who owns La Camaronera, which is kind of like across the street from Pastemanía. told Mm -hmm. me, look, I'm going to take you to a place and you're going to try a really great pastelito. And it's where I get my bread. So I I went with them, And it was so good. I go, man, this Pastel de is so incredible. So the next day, I didn't go to La Camaronera. I went straight to Pastemanía. But he went there to have coffee. He busted me in the restaurant. He's like, What are you doing here? You came over here. You didn't even come visit me at my restaurant. And you came. Over.
0: I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like that but then
1: he caught me again the following week there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meet Burger Beast. I'm going to throw one right at you. Okay. Hey, have you checked our Instagram account today? But let me tell you. Because <laughs> I posted a kick ass croqueta that I had today. This is at uh, the 2000. La- yeah. Oh, the in- one right here. The one in, well, this one was one in Hialeah. In yeah, Hialeah.
1: Right, there's one. There's another one of
0: their have, have you had their croquettes? Yeah, they've been
1: in Croqueta Palooza.
0: They're, I don't know if, I wouldn't say they're the best, but these were pretty darn good. good. And the yeah. food there is very good. Yeah, it and is. You know what
1: I like about that place, which is kind of odd? They have, when you order a soft drink, like the take-home cup, like Flanagan's. Like, Uh, sir,
0: sir, I'm I'm going to call you out again to our friend, (laughs) the burger beast, because today,
1: (laughs) excuse me, I'm the guest here.
0: here, Today (laughs) on our Instagram, when when you come on our show, it's really just signing up for abuse. (laughs) I actually posted, and because, you know, I have T-Mobile and (laughs) a very slow connection, I actually posted that, um... I was there, and I took a picture of their cup, and it says, La Ultima del Desierto, because that's one I'm, of our I, I've timelines. actually never seen that on the cup. Yeah, that must be new. That's one of the things we do here on the show. We ask for the Ultima right, Contajola right. del um, And I was like, look at that. So, yeah, it was, like, very Flanagan's. <laughs> that's so, funny. I didn't say that. I, that I guess as we, we get toward the toward the last sort of the desert, actually, before we start wrapping up, You've been, you're have been you coming up on your 10-year anniversary now, right? September, yeah, 10 years. September. What do you what do you attribute to the fact that, you know, you, I mean, you've been around for 10 years and, and how are you how are you looking forward to the next 10?
1: Um, you know, one of the main one of the things I've been telling people for 10 years is that probably the blog won't exist after 10. I think it just evolves and it has been evolving because you I, I probably post five or six times on Instagram daily on social media. The blog I used to do, you know, I used to post on it like 10 times a week. Okay. Now it's like once or twice a week tops. It's just an evolution of the way things change. And I'm trying to figure out how to integrate that into the blog. So you can go there. Right. I do have an app on the app. You can actually get to my Facebook and you can get to the site nice. and there's and stuff on there. There's discounts on there for restaurants. Oh, nice. And the app is called Burger, Burger Beast, Beast. Yeah. And like it's Burger. free. I was, this is not a plug to try and get money by the way. Uh, <laughs> I also have there, my approved restaurants, which if you're not familiar with it. All the restaurants that I love, I give them a sticker that says Burger Beast approved. And they put it on their door on the yeah. actual, on the app. You can actually look up the restaurants and you can look it up by location. So, I'll tell you how far you are from one. So, wow. it's not only there's the South Florida and then the ones in other states. That have oh, wow. Oh, nice. So, when you're in other
0: states, you can actually see that stuff. Nice. that's good, fantastic.
1: Tampa,
0: stuff, so, I want to talk a little bit about, obviously, the museum. And um, the museum opens June 1st, you said. Uh, and James I, cross, brought, yes. I <laughs> believe that this podcast uh, is going to air May 10th. And, you know, for those of you who are local, I can't stress it enough. Please drive to and come to the Burger Museum. You will be like, it it will knock your socks off, the amount of stuff that he has, and it's funny because even if you don't think of yourself as a burger person just the memorabilia he has it's so vintage yeah. and nostalgic that it, it's going to remind you of your childhood and i can't stress it enough and for those of, uh, listeners out there that are not local when you come to miami make sure you put this on your yeah. list of things to do Absolutely. it's so interesting so talk to us a little bit about the collection how it started how did you end up with all this stuff and where <laughs> we you know how how we're st- sitting in the burger uh, museum today yeah i mean we around like what three times and we still probably have to walk around another four times like there's just yeah. that much from content from uniforms to like old packaging um from burgers menus, to menus yeah to lamps i mean we're, we're sitting here literally staring at a miniature replica of bob's big boy yeah and mayor mccheese yeah <laughs> so mayor how did this McCheese how, did, how did this collection all start how did it get this big <laughs>
1: um my my friend who does neon signs uh bulldog is his nickname he donated to me a sign from Burger Chef. I didn't know what Burger Chef was. Never heard of it. It was a chain. Um, it right. got as far as Fort Lauderdale never made it to Miami. Um, while we're throwing facts out there, if you've ever been to Jack's Old Fashion in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. who opened mm-hmm. in, really, in 72, that Jack's used to be a Burger Chef, that building. Mm, okay. So uh, that's for anyone who might be in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so he gave me that sign. He had it up in where he does all his neon work. And my wife's like, why'd you take this? I had pretty much sworn off collecting anything. Because I've always had a major problem with collecting things. <laughs> Uh, be it toys when I was a kid, then it became DVDs and laserdiscs and Blu-rays and you name it. I, I had to, I finally cut off I said, I'm not collecting anything. He gives me this. Yeah, oh my god, what's Burger Chef? I started looking and I find there's a book. So I go online, I buy the book, I read the history of Burger Chef. I'm like, I wonder if there's anything on eBay of Burger Chef. And then next thing I know, I'm buying like a napkin dispenser. I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do with all this stuff? I start buying all this stuff and I don't know what to do with it. And the initial maybe hundred pieces. Was at my house on display, and and if you ever go on YouTube, I, I had a web show called The Grinder. Mm-hmm. The backdrop, you can see the, the how small the collection was, because that's actually most of the collection on display in the back. So you can kind of see the difference between what it is now and what what it what it what it was then. I just kept and then I was like, man, you know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, Burger King had this, and then I went and I started buying that, and next thing I knew, I just got out of control. So I started buying books, reading the histories of all these chains and how they're all interconnected to each other. And it just was so interesting. I was just drawn in. And next thing I know, I had a new situation on my hands. Now, my wife had no idea that I had this collection had been growing to this level. Surprise! (laughs) It was in storage at my parents' house in Westchester in my old bedroom. And pretty much my mom was so annoyed that I had all these brown boxes in my old bedroom. Like these little tiny eBay boxes and all this stuff, Etsy and all this stuff my mom started buying me these giant plastic bins at that game, you know, of course, it. and um, <laughs> so she, she started <laughs> making it easier for you to collect. So I started taking everything out of the boxes and, and you know, packing it in there. And at some point, my mom says, when are you going to get this shit out of here? Just like that. Even though she's a nice, she said it like that. And I, I like, we had just gotten our first office. So pervise, I moved into an office. We didn't know we were going to be decor. And I told my wife, Hey, I got a bunch of stuff um, that I think we could use. And that's how we decorated the original office was, collection because we do events with magic city casino for for the last seven years they were meeting with us um about six months later Mm -hmm. and they had never seen they didn't i don't think they were even aware i was collecting this and i and i and they saw it and they thought it was pretty cool and then i said i wonder what would happen if i pitched them the idea for me to open over at the casino and they loved the idea and what happened is that's what happened we originally opened december of 2016 was about uh, 1500 square feet which where you guys are seated that area that was the division that was the end mm-hmm. wall right there oh okay this room we're sitting in is the new room Got this it. room was existing this is all the original entrance to the dog track um back in the day this was the original entrance to the dog track and what happened is fresh coat of paint um, you know we opened the door originally this was going to have a double door thing um like some, lady was like, some lady, some lady was selling me an old set of doors from a diner, and yes. then at the last minute, she changed her mind and didn't want to sell it to me. Oh. So we ended up leaving the space empty. But it was originally going to have the double doors of, of, from an actual old diner, yeah. and, and eventually, it's left the space because it's actually sized properly. So if we ever do, mm-hmm. we can actually put it in place. Right, yet. something will come <laughs> in. Yeah, eventually, hopefully. And and when I knew we were coming here, I needed, I need, needed to help my game. So I was like, now I got to start looking for bigger items. My friend said, uh, "If you come across a Burger Time machine and it's under this amount of money, I'll I'll give it to you as a gift."
0: There is a Burger oh. Time arcade machine here, <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> uh, my friend Steve from uh, Food Truck Invasion actually owns uh, Killer Mouths to a great place,
0: and so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna keep dropping out everything I can. And so, um, yeah, it, it was kind of like that. And then some people donate stuff, but you know, 99.9 percent of the stuff was actually purchased uh, on our road trips when we're in the middle of nowhere. So now, because of the road trips, we meet a lot of people um they donate uh stuff i I'm, we oh, were wow. just in, in i went to kentucky and we met these really great people from Boyce general store and they actually came to miami to compete at a burger event and they donated an old um 40 year old coke sign for the museum they donated old bottles uh, of soda mm-hmm. that used to be made in the air that's no longer around and people you know uh, like i said white castle has donated stuff to us AW, and w the actual companies have donated to us you know um crystal wow. wendy's um, mcdonald's has donated a bunch of stuff um, and even uh, you know, McDonald's opened our grand opening, uh, hosted our grand opening. We actually had the, oh wow, uh, we had the hamburger here running around. Oh my gosh,
0: uh, and we were giving away fried apple pies. Oh, <laughs> fried apple pies. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a question earlier about why some McDonald's have fried and some have baked, and apparently it's up to discretion of the franchisee. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and so so that that's uh, pretty much how it started growing, and what happened is after we had been here about eight months. I was thinking, people had asked me, you know, I'd love to do a party here, because you know, this is more geared towards someone probably in their 30s up. Yeah. You
0: know, the
1: younger crowd, you kind of have to be into the history a little more to want to kind of see yeah, it. Yeah. And people are like, I would love to do a party, but I'm like, there's no way to pass hors d'oeuvres in there. There wasn't enough space to walk around. So I said, you know, it's so, like, you know, hey, what do you think about if I do in the back a an old school, like a diner kind of thing, ice cream shop? They said, well, why don't you just do it? Once you do it, if you, if you do that, yeah, we're definitely interested in giving you more space and that's how it came to happen. So that's where the middle, you know, um, we haven't publicly disclosed it, disclosed this. I know we've talked about it, but Wall's ice cream shop is going to be here at the museum. It'll be their second location. If you've never been to Wall's really great ice cream in South Miami. And, um, they're, you know, they do stuff, old school stuff like egg creams and stuff. You really Ooh, egg, creams. egg creams? Yeah.
0: That's like really vintage. That's super. <laughs> that's like Wolfie's vintage. Yeah.
1: And so they're one of the few people in Miami that, that still do that. And you know, Felipe who wants it's super cool guy. And you know, him and I hit it off, and and he loved the idea of you know bringing walls over here. And that's what's currently going on is obviously we sit here and obviously no one can see what's going on here. You can actually <laughs> see the giant tarp where it looks like Dexter is working on the other side. But, uh, <laughs> but <it's actually> <laughs>
0: oh my God. What an awesome Dexter reference. <laughs> uh, that does explain where the burgers <laughs> came from. Mm, oh. <laughs> and, and, and actually there's actually
1: a bunch of holes dug in there. <laughs> all the plumbing's <laughs> getting done right now and the electrical and the counters are getting put in next week. And, um, Here's, here's something we we'll want better for you. You know, we're going to probably, a few days before we open, we, we do the friends and family. Of course, I'm going to invite you guys. Know, thank you. Guys. Thank, thank you. Looking forward to it. And up to your discretion, you want to invite five of your listeners to uh, a contest or something. They're more than welcome to come. You heard it here first. You heard it first, guys. Yeah. We'll definitely, absolutely, flip loot. We can each like, bring yeah. someone with them, so I'm not
0: going to be that cheap. That cheap bastard was like, oh, no, total, total." You know Burger Beast. You're not that beastly after all. You're, you're one of this the nicest the, guys I've met. It's like a Beauty and the Beast thing. <laughs> like, he's a prince underneath, you know? <laughs> Under the layers of beer. No, this is really... I've, I've never... Uh, seen anything like it so just before we do our last soda of the desert and we wrap things up and in honor of you it will be a last fountain soda <laughs> of the oh, desert God. um <laughs> one of the things what i've learned many things today talking to burger beast through the recording and before but one of the things that i just kind of i i loved was i learned today that kentucky fried chicken for a while there had a, a chain or a sub chain of Kentucky, what is Kentucky roast beef, Kentucky roast beef, and who Who knew that? Like, and he has memorabilia of that here. So, and blueprints and blue. I I mean, yes. I mean, who, who would have thought that? The the funny part is the person
1: I bought the blueprints off, they go, "Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what do you want this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking like, what are you doing with this? I mean, why are you asking me what I want it for? What are you
1: doing holding on to this like for 30 something years?
0: (laughs) Widow <laughs> Burger Beast. We end every episode with the last soda of the desert. And today, since you are our special guest and you've been so cool to so let us come to the Burger Museum. Yep. So, with our last Coca-Cola de Siento, you know, a shout out, or criticism to anyone and anything. So, sir, the mic is yours. Yeah, you guys are going to
1: have to go first. I, I, I haven't wrapped my, my head around what I...
0: Well, I think we're both going to have this... Well, I, my Coke of the Desert or Fountain Coke goes to you. <laughs> you good. know why it goes to you? Not only because you've been nice enough to let us interview you and spend some time here, but What you have done is quite awesome because I have never, it's a burger museum. I have never come across a burger museum and it's, it's such a novel idea, but it makes total sense when you're here because I I feel that burgers is one of those things that it's so ingrained in like Americana, but a lot of people don't realize that. And then when you come here, you're like, oh my God, look at this and look at that. I think it's, it's so ingrained that you don't even stop to think about that. It had to start somewhere. Yeah. you know what I mean. It just kind of always was, and yeah. and so I'm going to double your sentiment. And you're going to get two fountain sodas from us today. Nobody <laughs> has gotten <laughs> a double nope. last soda of the desert. Nope, nobody. nobody, nobody.
1: Can we sing the Coca-Cola song from the '70s? Is
0: that I the like I like to teach the world <laughs> no, to I'm sing? Kidding, is I'm that sure. the, is that that song? Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, that, right. is that the hippie one? The yeah, they go to Woodstock.
1: I think that if I had to, thank you first of all very much. That was very nice of you guys to say that to me. But I would probably have to say to you know my followers man i have to give it up to all the people over the years who've been supportive of me um all this stuff i wouldn't have been able to do if people didn't listen to me or dig what i was doing and you know for us the most important thing and i'm kind of getting choked up saying it it's like you know we always keep it real and you know i want people to always know when we do things it's always in the best interest of, of what we do events we don't want to rip anyone off uh this is very important to us that people get their their money's worth because i know in miami it's kind of like. Uh, song and dance game where it's kind of like, let me show you this and let me screw you over as badly as I can uh, before you at <laughs> least it coming. Welcome to this. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never been about that. It's always been about keeping it real. And, you know, like like I say, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you meet me in person, I'm the exact same person everywhere. When it's you, if you run into me somewhere and talk to me, I'm the same person. I make the same bad jokes. Uh, you might find me obnoxious. Uh, some people call me the nicest asshole. <laughs> that they've ever met. I like that. Nice, that's nice, that. the, the household. Household. I I actually love. I love it. Someone told me, it. and I think it's it's uh it's, it's pretty uh, true to form. You know, I I'd rather tell you the truth and you dislike me for it than for me to lie to you. And, and uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Always been that way, and, and hopefully always will be that way.
0: Well, I gotta say, on behalf of both of us, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Absolutely are. Who you present yourself to be on Instagram? Like it was no airs, there was no bait and switch. Like literally, if anything, you're even nicer and even just warmer. And and honestly, thank you so he's much. A nice for, he's, he's a nice beast. He's a nice be- beast. Yeah. So thank you so much for inviting us into you know the, your museum, your home, essentially. And I genuinely want to take like four more laps around this place because I know there's more stuff under the stuff that I've already seen. I,
1: one, uh, one, one thing that I know you didn't see, and I absolutely love I always point out to people, I have a Chuck E. Cheese ashtray.
0: <gasps> ashtray, Wait, a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> ashtray. Is that for all those <laughs> children with emphysema? <laughs> <laughs> the <it> juxtap- position <laughs> on that. <laughs> well,
1: and I know that we're cutting out now, but it's very important to know we do have to let you go because we're going to have some Cubanos.
0: Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> so I generally end uh, my tagline out. My outro is outro. usually grab your patelito and your croqueta and your hooping up. But today I will change it to go get a burger. Yep. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 15. Um, it's been a blast. This is where our kinks is and we couldn't have spent it with better company than the Burger Beast. Damn right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Take care, guys.